0: Hey guys, I want to give a little update on the TV toy cast here for everybody before we start the show. It is episode 92 this week, and our main event is Star Trek, the next generation from Playmates. Um, me and Travis are not Star Trek guys, uh, so but I, you know, I feel like sometimes with this show, it's cool to talk about stuff that maybe you're a big fan of, but then stuff you didn't really know and kind of everything in between, and that's certainly what we're doing today. Um, but I wanted to, to drop a little bit of news on you guys. Um, Travis is okay, but he needed a little bit of a break. Uh, the show will continue, and Travis will be back at some point, I have absolutely no doubt. Uh, in the meantime, I am going to be getting some guest uh, co-hosts, I guess, for the show. And so I I actually wanted to start recording, um, you know, it's Fake Right, uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, but I'm going to probably put that on hold until I can kind of get some regular traction on this, uh, simply because trying to record with that many people is a bit of a challenge. So this week, a good friend of the show, Steve Hoker, stepped in uh, to help me with Star Trek, even though he's not a Star Trek guy, but that's how good of a guy Steve is. So uh, I really do appreciate that, and uh, we had a really fun talk. We talked a lot about the new Mattel reveals uh, during WrestleMania weekend, so there's a lot to discuss there, and some really fun stuff. You guys, I think, will enjoy that. And, uh, and everything that it entails. Of course, not all the reveals had happened at the time of recording, so we, we kind of got about half of them. But we got most of them, which is fun. And then, of course, we talked Star Trek, so I think that will be a fun one. I have another guest lined up for next week, and I have a special interview lined up for the show. So we have some stuff in the works, and I'm sure Travis will be back sooner rather than later. But I just wanted to give you guys an update on what we're doing here on the TB Toycast. So I hope you enjoy what we have for you. Enjoy the show. <clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toycast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need. Another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TV ToyCast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said it at the top of the show, but I'll throw it out of here. Uh, Travis is not here this week, but because we have so many great friends of the show, my good friend Steve Hoker is joining in as the special co-host. Steve, welcome to TV ToyCast, man.
1: Thanks for having me. You, wanted the, you the, wanted the best, and they weren't available, so yeah. <laughs> you, you've, you've obviously been on here before,
0: and uh, it's always uh, fun chopping it up with you. Obviously, we have a lot of toy news to, to, to discuss, so we were blessed with some information to have, because there's times when me and Travis will do this, and nothing has really been announced, and that's, that's always an interesting episode. It's like, oh boy, what do we talk about? But uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff on the horizon. I also brought you on because you're a huge Star Trek fan. And we're discussing Star Trek The Next Generation today.
1: Expert in Star Trek, I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You made so many people angry just now. (laughs) Travis is like, oh, man, no one's throwing pitchforks except me right now. I'm so happy.
1: You know what? I know Travis and I have this, uh, our feud and stuff, but uh, I feel bad for the guy getting the pitchforks thrown all the time. So, you know, I'm going to take this one. I'll, I'll be Duke to Falcon.
0: So, you know, it's funny because we, we kind of go back and forth on how we choose episodes sometimes and, and what we're doing. And, you know, I we threw it to our buddy Richard Yule from the Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast. And of the choices we had, I'm going to read them real quick because, you know, by you may have heard this already. I can't remember if the episode aired or not yet. But we had four choices and I threw in Star Trek The Next Generation from Playmates because – I'm like, man, that's one we haven't discussed yet, but I feel like we should because it's a pretty legendary toy line. But yeah. we had DC Universe Classics series 1, Power Rangers Legacy Collection, of course Star Trek Next Generation series 1 from Playmates and The Flintstones movie figures. I like I'm pretty good at figure figuring out what people are going to pick. I just assume though he's picking Flintstones for sure. Like that's what it's going to be. And he yeah. came out the Star Trek. I was like, oh boy. And I tell Travis, he's like, oh God. Like, <laughs> What are we going to talk about? We don't know anything about Star Trek. <laughs> I'm like, we like you are know what? Doomed.
1: Send Hoke. <laughs> yeah. We are doomed.
0: So I actually started watching a little Star Trek The Next Generation on Paramount Plus. I got about halfway through episode one. I didn't finish it. Not that I didn't like it. I just kind of ran out of time and wasn't able to finish it. But. I got a little information. Um, it's funny, and I'm not dogging on Star Trek at all, but
1: mm-hmm. I
0: always remember catching the end of Star Trek because reruns would be on before wrestling sometimes. Yeah. And that was kind of yeah. my only real introduction to it. So,
1: Yeah, most of my Star Trek knowledge is either from like waiting for wrestling or a commercial during wrestling, yeah. either on for SmackDown or, um, or WCW, Something Saturday
0: night or yeah, and, and it's yeah. one of those things because going coming out of context, you don't know anything about the show, but you're just like, oh, I wish this would be over so I can watch wrestling. So <laughs> it never seemed exciting, but you know, it's a science fiction type show. I've always enjoyed science fiction stuff, so I think I might like it. I don't
1: know. Yeah when when something's not on or when something you're waiting for wrestling to come on, whatever's on before is not good.
0: Yes, you're like, oh man, this. Yeah. Oh
1: I yeah think- yeah. Captain Planet, we get it.
0: (laughs) Well, do you remember like once a year they would cancel Raw and the dog show would happen?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Like
0: that was like the worst day ever, right? Like we're all there at like midnight or something. You're like, oh, the stupid dog show.
1: What What am I supposed to do now?
0: (laughs) Right. And it was even worse like post-2001 because at least we had Nitro before. Now right. we have nothing. It's like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> ah, good times, good times. Well, um, Steve, I like I said, I appreciate you being here. We're going to talk some toys. We have a lot of stuff we want to discuss. Um, and it's pretty much going to be a wrestling-centric episode, which I think will bode well for both of us. I know you're a big wrestling figure <laughs> fan, yes. obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, we kind of got acquainted through the Fully Posable podcast. Obviously, as we record this, we just had day one of reveals – from WrestleMania and I always kind of forget about the WrestleMania reveals this is uh I mean it's like we know about it but I think sometimes we re, like SDCC and you know um Toy Fair are usually bigger ones but WrestleMania they usually throw off some, some cool stuff mm-hmm. So and they have the big we, display and everything yeah yeah we saw a lot of cool stuff but I want to start here because this is kind of the best starting point I guess Uh, A new crowdfunding from Mattel was recently announced, the Nitro Arena, and $400 gets you the arena, and uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., and if enough people, if 5,000 people or more back it by April 7th, they throw in a WCW-era Hulk Hogan. And then it's got what at a seven thousand backers you get Diamond Dallas Page. At nine thousand backers, you get Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. And at eleven thousand backers you get the Warrior from his WCW appearances when he was wearing the jeans and the long uh, the long coat. Pretty cool set. I mean the Nitro set I've always thought was a pretty killer set. And I actually want to mm-hmm. throw some knowledge at you. I don't know a lot of people think about this, but I think WCW is responsible for WWE ever doing sets because if you think about it, the biggest, biggest set they ever had up until, like, 96 was, like, the Raw Letters or the New Nugent yeah. set. They're nothing big. And then yeah. WCW comes around, and that's when their sets got bit bigger. So, like, this is uh, – and this thing is awesome looking. I always thought the Nitro set was cool. I mm-hmm. love the big, blocked WCW. Uh, the lights, I guess, are controlled by a remote. This thing looks awesome. It is very cool. Um, is this something you plan to back? Like, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I don't know. Um, like we had discussed a little while ago, we've been discussing in our chat. Um, aside from Big Papa Pump, I like the figures, but none of them are. Gotta have this figure. Yeah. You know? So. I don't know if uh, if it gets fully funded and we get all five figures, then I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. If if it just like makes it and we just get the Ray and possibly Hogan, then I don't know. For me personally, if it's as nearly as good a deal and as tempting.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Like, I feel like with the crowdfund, it needs to feel like a good deal, even if you get the minimal amount, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the driving force. And, you yeah. know, if you get all five figures in the set, it is a pretty solid deal. I'm actually going to pull up the uh, current numbers right now. All right. Wow. So it, uh, it's currently at twenty three percent with uh, one thousand one hundred and fifty backers. So actually, it's doing pretty well. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's even better than when I checked. Uh, I don't know, like four or five hours ago. I think it was at eighteen.
0: Yeah, so it's it's definitely doing well. well. And uh, yeah, like I said, see, see, look, I'm just looking at this picture now. Like all five figures appear on the stage. It looks just insane. And I mean. So many memories come flooding back with those. So I think it's really, really cool. Um, Also seeing a huge push for Monday Night War era stuff. That's kind of becoming a new uh, thing that they're pushing now, including a new Mm -hmm. line called like Monday Night War, where it'll be like two WCW characters, two WWE characters. We saw some grayed out renderings and stuff. Uh, One of the ones that I thought would have been perfect for this Nitro set, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Scott Hall in his classic, uh, his debut gear with like the denim vest and the jeans.
1: Yes, finally. The the Scott Hall figure that I think we've all been clamoring for. We, it's like, come on, there's debut Scott Hall. It's an easy figure to make.
0: And it's such an iconic figure because I think that yeah. was like the – I'll never forget because I wasn't watching it live but seeing that clip like – Razor Ramones and WCW, you know, like I was so blown away. Right. And and they kind of just basically made you. Yeah, that's Razor Ramone. They, like they didn't tell you any different. So it was definitely a, a weird right. time uh, in, the, in the industry. But what do you think about them kind of doing this Monday Night War stuff? It's like so that kind of makes sense why they're doing the Nitro set. Apparently a Nitro ring is also
1: coming. So. Man, yeah, there's... I'm curious to see what the figure is going to be.
0: Yeah, they and and I believe they said one that you've all been waiting for.
1: Yeah. I would – if the Scott Hall figure came with that, I think that would be pretty good. Yeah,
0: I agree. But I, I don't
1: I don't think it is. I think that's uh, just in the line.
0: Who do you think that figure would be? Like who would be a good one to put in that set?
1: Nitro Girl Spice.
0: <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that one. Can I say that out loud? <laughs> uh,
1: maybe Bischoff? Bischoff like the NWO Bischoff? Sense.
0: Bischoff would make sense. Do you know what actually, what Hogan figure I've wanted for a long time just because I think it's hilarious? You remember it? Mania?
1: Huh? Mania?
0: <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Um, about ninety six <laughs> about ninety six he was uh, he just did a three ninjas movie and he was Yes and he was wearing that toupee. You remember the toupee? <laughs> yes. I need that Hogan. Like I need the toupee yeah, Hogan. I, that was great. I mean, there's
1: there's really not that many more Hogan's that we need, really.
0: Yeah, they've hit a lot of them lately.
1: You know, like I, I would love the the Royal Rumble one from, like, the poster. Mm-hmm. I like, think that would be awesome. The Three Ninjas Hogan. Uh I'm trying to think of what else there is because they've, they've really done a lot. <laughs> they, well, like, like, we've even got, like, Des- Desert
0: Storm Hogan, right? Like, they've done... Yeah. They've dug deep. We got the the, the Helmet Hogan. Like, the, it's... Mm-hmm. It's at that point now where there's not many left to do, and even some of the ones they're doing, it's like, well, okay, this is a WCW Hogan, but really, it doesn't even look different. It's you know the same right. thing that we've always had. It's just slightly different, maybe yeah. bandanas or something. So
1: yeah, uh, the uh, another one I would really like is uh, Rip in his street clothes. See, in that the, the, the black f- and red.
0: Yeah, that would be really. That fun. would be pretty awesome.
1: See, I kind of wonder if we'll get more
0: Rip. I don't know. Uh, because we're getting another yeah. Zeus, but someone was telling me that's like, oh, well, this Zeus is from like WWE, that was from like the movie. And I'm like, yeah, but Zeus looked the same, so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the one in the the Build-A-Figure, Mr. Perfect, right? Yes. Yeah, I got that one um, from Ringside just this week. How did it look? It looks good, but it doesn't really look super different from yeah. the, the No Holds Bar set.
0: Right. I kind of I think Nate actually posted some comparison shots, and you know mm-hmm. one's an ultimate, one's an elite, but essentially they're similar looking, and I think that was kind of the problem with Zeus is his look really didn't change. I know like with Mr. T, we've gotten a lot of Mr. T, but like mm-hmm. he had different looks. But he's, he's, had, had, he had, right, he's had different looks. You know, he had the boxing match, he had the street clothes and yeah. all this stuff. So I, I mean, I think Zeus would be great as a retro, obviously. He would be awesome in mm-hmm. the Superstars line, so... I'm sure we'll get plenty of Zeus. I think a Zeus Funko Pop would be killer. Like that would be yeah. the big Z on the head. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. So all about it. I want more Zeus. But, um, yeah, it's 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 crazy what all Mattel's pumping out these days, man. They are really, mm-hmm. like, I think they're at that point, like, okay, these third-party companies want to come along. We'll make sure no one spends money anywhere but with us because they're putting out some serious stuff.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it makes sense, though. Why why spend your money somewhere else? We want your money.
0: Exactly. Um, so we saw a lot of reveals. Um, there's a few I want to touch on. Let's touch on the retro set. So we saw a new wave of retros, which I assume will also be sold on Ringside. Or, uh, Ringside, I'm sorry. Mattel Creations. It's a, a retro mm-hmm. four-pack. And this wave includes The Undertaker. It's very similar to the Series 1 that they did a while back, but this time no hat, but he has the... Phantom of the Opera mask, which is kind of fun. Uh, A pallbearer with an urn. Jerry the King Lawler, which we actually saw last year as a teaser. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vader. um, His first ever retro. Uh, Obviously, Retro Mania is a thing. Everyone loves the retros. What did you think about these uh, upon seeing them?
1: Uh, I think they're cool, but aside from Lawler, I wasn't blown away by anyone. Yeah. The, the Lawler's really
0: good. The Lawler is great. I think yeah. sometimes with these retros, after a while it's just kinda like, well, they're okay, but they're not anything special.
1: Right. They're they still haven't hit like the Hasbro feel yet. Yeah. You know, but it's I would rather have um, retros than not have retros. Agreed. So kind of take what you get.
0: (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, we're getting some, some new guys in retro form that we wouldn't have gotten, you know, Mr. T Luger tugboat, um, Vader and all these guys just since this restarted. So I'm happy about that. And I think a lot of these other retro companies Mm -hmm. are doing great stuff too. So I'm trying to get as much of it as I can.
1: Yeah. It's hard to keep up with (laughs) boy. Boy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Not only uh, you know wallet wise, but uh, just oh, what's all out there? Keeping up with it that way.
0: See that, and that's the thing is uh, Al Day from the Tots podcast mentions fig fatigue. You ever suffer from fig fatigue, where you just get so almost lost in everything that you it's like it's hard to keep up with it? So you're almost like, I think we all do it at different times where we're just like, screw it, we just stop altogether.
1: Yeah. I've never stopped altogether, but there are times where I'm like, "Oh, this is this is getting too much." <laughs> well, and what's funny,
0: I've talked. I think I was talking to Daniel Cross about this. I was like, "You know, it's weird. Like, I'll get into a line.
1: Did he have pants on?
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> they are optional. Um,
1: you guys do you? you yeah, know? yeah.
0: I'm not going to judge anyone <laughs> if they want to be pantsless. You know, be comfortable." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I was talking to him. I was like, you know, it's weird. Like you'll get into a line and you want to collect it. And then you get into something else and you're like, oh, I want to buy those. But then something new comes out and you're like, oh, I need to get that because I like this line, Mm -hmm. but I'm really wanting to collect this. And so then you're kind of like, I don't know where to spend my money, you know, and – I don't know, like, so, uh, that happened to me one time because the Ultimate Edition Macho Man came out. The first one that had, like, the white jacket with the tassels
1: mm-hmm.
0: looked awesome, and then I was at a Target, and I saw it, and I also saw Major Blood from G.I. Joe, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass on Macho want I get Major Blood because this is a Target exclusive. It'll be harder to find, and it's one of those things. I never saw Major Blood again, but I also never saw Macho Man again, you know, and it's just right. sometimes that's one of those things where you have to make those choices, and then it's hard to keep up with everything. Or something new will come out, but you're not really into that line as much as you are something else. And sometimes it's just hard to figure out where to distribute your money. You know, each each time yeah. something news out,
1: and then you also kind of have to play the well. Which one do I think is going to be more on the secondary market? To, right. You know, if I if I don't see it again, you know, so well, I mean, we were- I'm guessing. guessing Macho Man is probably more expensive than Major Blood right now, but I don't know. Probably,
0: probably. But have you ever done that where you put something back hoping like, well, or or maybe buy something immediately like I have to buy this or I'll never see it again? Like I know that happened to me um, again with G.I. Joe, Cobra Commander hit, and I was like, oh, I got to get this because this is going to be so hard to find. I saw Cobra Commander for like two years. You know, like, you just, yeah. you legit don't know. Like, I always go back to to the late era retros that were still hitting Walmart. Some of those waves I never saw
1: ever, you know, so you just never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generally, if I buy something, I see it forever. Yeah. And the thing I don't buy, I never see it again. It's just, it, it, usually.
0: Yeah, it's just wild. Like, or I at mean, times I've. Like oh I better buy this this week because if I don't oh man I may never see it again and then like you said you see it forever but then other mm-hmm. things you pass on like and never see it again ever so toys are definitely an interesting uh, an interesting yep. hobby to have to say the least
1: and uh, this one is another uh, common happening too where uh, you see something on the pegs a lot and you're like. I'm not going to get it today. I'm not going to get it today. And like, you see it for a month or two and then you're finally like, I should really get that before it's too late. And then they're gone. Yes. You're like, Man.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And I, like, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I, and I don't know how toy distribution was then. I feel like it was a little bit different, but I don't remember stuff just disappearing. Right. Like, Right. It's weird. Like this day and age, like I remember I ordered a GI Joe, the retro carded Baroness from walmart.com because
1: Mm.
0: I passed on the the one with the motorcycle thinking, I don't really need the motorcycle. They did this retro card one. Oh, perfect. I'll order that. I've seen a full peg of those. I'm talking six figures at least at my Mm -hmm. local Walmart for the last six months.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Baroness is a pretty common one around here, too.
0: Yeah, so I mean, but That's I would have assumed that one would have been a hot seller. Yeah. It wasn't. So, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, you, you it's never, very weird.
1: Yeah, you you would almost think, like, the, the niche characters would be the ones that would be possible peg warmers, but yeah. the Baroness, you know, like, everybody wants the Baroness. You know, Baroness, Destro, Cobra Commander. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, I better get this now. And then they just sit there.
0: Yeah, it definitely is crazy. Um, I don't know. Toy collecting is yeah. always very interesting. That is for sure. But uh, <laughs> that's one way about it. Yeah, the the retros. What they're doing now with the four packs, and basically you just order the four pack and that's it. Do you like that better or no? Like I've heard some people do, but then I I know you mentioned like really Lawler was the only one you're interested in. So, mm. but if you waited secondary market, you're probably going to pay the same money for Lawler as you would the whole four pack. So it's like, right? What do you do?
1: Yeah, um, I like the four pack because the the retros I I buy all of them, so it's just easier for me to get them all at once. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah. um, I, I also man. like that they're one. I like that they're one of the few things that you can. You're actually not like. You know, you can get them if you're not there, like, right at noon when they go on sale.
0: That's true. Yeah, that is very true.
1: Yeah. You no. Know? I mean, I still try and get there just in case, but, you yeah, know, they're the they're Mattel they're creation they're things different.
0: have been... Yeah, I've done that with every wave, and, and, like, three days later, they're still for sale. So it's like, oh, well, that wasn't mm-hmm. that big of a rush, was it?
1: <laughs> right. But I know if I wasn't there at 12 and, like, was decided to sleep in that day or something... You know, they they wouldn't be there again. At least that that's how my brain works.
0: Oh, <laughs> for sure, and and I always think that too because it's like, oh gosh, I gotta I gotta order, I gotta order. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss the retros, you know. And I think we all also have that anxiety from retro basically eight through ten because mm-hmm. I looked high and low for series eight, never once saw them locally. And I I joked with Jeff Tune about this, but. I remember walking in a five below because we didn't have five belows very long out here. They just kind of started popping okay. up. Walked in just to check it out and they had all series uh, eight. The retros with like Braun Strowman and Jeff Hardy in them. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of them. I was like, I told Jeff, I was like, isn't it ironic that I spent weeks willing to spend $10 a figure? I walk in there and like, hey, these are five bucks each. Yeah. I mean, yeah, gladly I'll pay that, but it's, it's kind of crazy to think, like, I spent all that time willing to spend more money, and nope, here they are for cheap. It's it's just, it's weird. Toy yeah,
1: distribution, uh, the, I'll never understand. No. The last ones I recall seeing in stores, like at Walmart, was uh, the Kurt Angle Wave. Yes. Which was, what was that,
0: six? I think that was seven. And then Braun, seven. Braun Strowman Wave was eight, and those never hit at least out here wave nine was like Orton gold dust and that new macho man in the green. Um, I never saw those either. And then wave 10, I had actually pre-ordered. So I did get those in the mail and most of those are actually pretty valuable now because they never, like junkyard dog yeah. was going for a lot at one point.
1: So Yeah. And then, uh, and some of them now it's the, just having the bubble still on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it is crazy couple other reveals i want to touch on new wwe superstars the motu line uh this is if people don't know this line kind of came out after masters of the wwe universe in the motu style the uh, 5.5 inch very jacked up bodies but they all have some type of like a soft goods usually so they're really cool figures um not a whole lot of new ones were shown but we did see mr perfect and Bam Bam Bigelow. Now, this is interesting because we saw another Mr. Perfect that had a uh, like a rubber singlet top where it looked like he could take the straps down, maybe, was the idea. Yeah. And this one, of course, it's looks really good. He's in the cloth singlet. He's got the towel and the Intercontinental title. Very classic Mr. Perfect. Bam Bam Bigelow looked like he had uh, just a flame shirt on. Like, those pants look like they were painted on, but the shirt was flames. Um, mm-hmm. Both of them look pretty fun, though. I mean, again, this line is more yeah. cartoony, so I think you can get away with a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. so I, Steve, do you collect it, this figure line? Obviously, I'm, I'm huge into it. What are your thoughts on the
1: uh, on the Superstars line? Yeah, I love them, too. They're fun, man. Right now, I, just, I, think, I think those are really fun. I think, yeah, I think the Superstars are probably my favorite, uh, like, retro line, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that right now. Yeah, there it's a really fun line. And I know that they recently showed off the new Hogan and the new Piper, which I thought putting Hogan in like the WrestleMania one, like jogging suit. That was a really fun idea. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, you just assume with Hogan, it's going to be like the tank top and you know, the bandana. Right. But I think doing that was like really cool and, and adds to that. Mr. T figure that's going to be in series four.
1: Yeah. And I like the uh, the chase version too.
0: Yeah. So the chase almost, almost like rip a little bit from no holds barred. So mm-hmm. that was kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a fan of that.
0: Yeah. Definitely cool stuff. So uh, lots, some, some new superstar stuff. And then also we saw some new Coliseum collection. Now this is a Mattel creations um, set as well. These are ultimates and kind of also have the LJN-style packaging. And they seem to be focusing on guys that had LJNs previously, Uh, best I can tell. Because we got Mm -hmm. the first official one was the SDCC Sergeant Slaughter, which had a chase, carding anyway. And then we got um, Hogan and white and um, Terry Funk, which were cool. And then more recently, Jake the Snake Roberts, Ravishing Rick Rude. And this new set looks to be George the Animal Steel and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Very, very cool figures. Yeah. yeah you, you do these uh Coliseum um, Collection at all?
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm a fan of them too.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're great. I think the, the, the visual they had, I don't know if he comes with this, but having George Steel, like where he's ripping the turnbuckle, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like, Man, yeah, that's,
1: that was. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember the uh, the elite came with mine, so yeah, the the Coliseum collection. That would be the only other thing that I could really want it to come with. But since we got mine already, I'm I'm cool with. Uh, I'd be cool with a turnbuckle, and then maybe like a shredded turnbuckle, like they showed. See,
0: you know, I remember his classic superstars had the uh, had a turnbuckle, but it wasn't shredded or anything, and I'm like. Mm. I get what you're going for, but I, I I don't know. Like you, you need like the the shredded buckle. Like it's
1: yeah. Cool. Really, I mean, it's, it's definitely I mean, a fun set. Yeah, the picture. It looked like it was just cotton.
0: Yeah, best I could tell. But he's got it in his uh, too, which that's fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It's a very cool
0: display. I'm I'm looking at the picture here. I wonder if that chest hair is flocked, or if it's just painted on, because it almost looks like it might be
1: flocked. That's what it looked like to me, but yeah, I'm not sure either. I hope it's flocked.
0: That would be kind of fun if they did that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Speaking of Ultimate Edition, uh, because Jason Wolf apparently has a crystal ball and can predict the future, (laughs) we're seeing the first ever... I I believe this is the first ever Ultimate Edition 2-pack, correct?
1: I believe so.
0: I know they had talked about more of these coming, but we're getting... Believe it or not, the Undertaker, kind of debut Undertaker, and the gobbledygooker. So, Taker's fun. He's got the interchangeable gloves, so you can do the gray gloves or the black gloves. Mm -hmm. Of course, the long coat, the tie, the hat, a couple of heads. Awesome-looking Undertaker. And Gooker with two heads, extra hands, and the egg. Like,
1: what? (laughs) Like, this is insane. Uh, when I saw that pop up on Amazon,
0: I was like, oh. I was like, really?
1: Everyone <laughs> thought
0: it was that April Fool's joke that came early. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, yeah, definitely a uh, a very, very interesting set, to say the least. We saw a bunch of new basics shown off and some new elites. I don't want to go in detail over everything because there's so much to go over. Um,
1: yeah.
0: New Ultimates, so- though, um, I want to mention. Uh, we're getting a Macho Man from WrestleMania 7, which... Yeah, that was the first ever Defining Moments figure, and we recently yep. got Ultimate Warrior. So that's kind of cool that they, they redid both of those as Ultimates. hmm Seth Rollins. I see uh, Andre the Giant as Ultimates. Ultimate Randy Orton. Ultimate Rob Van Dam, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, seeing the, seeing the Seth Rollins now, I'm a lot more excited for uh, it.
0: Yeah, with the robe.
1: Yeah, because, uh, you know, it got announced. I was like, okay, that's... It's cool, but, but – like it's a Seth Rollins figure. But now seeing it with the coat and everything, I'm like, okay, this this actually feels like an ultimate now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: And there's so many Seth Rollins figures that I, I don't buy too many of them. Right. So you know when an ultimate comes out, then I'm usually like, okay, I'm going to get this. Right,
0: right. I mean it really is the ultimate figure, mm-hmm. right? Like if you mm-hmm. get that figure, you probably don't need – another one for a while which I think is kind of the the fun thing about the ultimates yeah they're more expensive but if you look at like how many they made now I kind of yeah. wish I kind of wish I'd dove under those early on because there's so many good ones
1: yeah I'm I'm glad that I've uh, that I started and haven't really stopped yeah
0: because they, they definitely put out some some really fun ones legend series yeah. 20 was shown off with a million dollar man in the white suit with the million dollar title and this is a molded suit. It's not removable. Uh, Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. I mentioned this earlier with the straps. What did you think about this, Mr. Perfect, with the uh, what appears to be a cloth or rubber top to pull down the straps of the singlet?
1: I'm worried. Yeah. It looks <laughs> Honestly, a little
0: odd, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I I don't know if you remember the, the ringside uh, exclusive Undertaker. I that was like the... The Deadman, I think it was Deadman Inc, right? Yeah, it
0: was that Brothers like, of Destruction. Yeah, because he had like the WCW tag title and the WWE yeah. Tag title. Yeah.
1: And they tried the the rubber straps with that, and that was uh, that didn't work too good. And I think, from what I've heard, they just kind of started deteriorating already. Oh boy. Yeah. So when I saw the Mister Perfect like that, I was like, oh, all right, we'll see what happens. It's Mr. Perfect, so I still want to get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We haven't had a Mr. Perfect <laughs> but, in gear in a while either.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's cool. But I, I mean, I would have
1: been, I would have been totally fine with a molded, you know, singlet.
0: No, I agree. I think what would actually have actually been better if they wanted to include an accessory. Is do like a molded, say like blue singlet, but then also do a cloth yellow singlet. So now you have like two options. Mm-hmm. kind of like they did with like the uh earthquake and typhoon superstars I like, give options I think that would have been fun yeah uh we' I'd be cool
1: with that or yeah. even if it was uh even if it was a molded on singlet and then a a fabric one to go over it
0: right right yeah just a couple different different looks there yeah. um we get a looks like a ninety nine era triple h like early days of the game which is mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: okay i mean it's nothing special yeah uh, the Chase DiBiase, what do you think about this? He's in the green suit, he's got, like, a current-day head. What the heck is this?
1: Uh, I, I really don't like the frosted glasses. I think that... I, I mentioned it, it just looks like looks point
0: extra from Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> to me. Yes. it's the first thing I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, dear Lord.
1: Yeah, um, the head sculpt looks pretty good for a, you know, a modern-day DiBiase, mm-hmm. but I don't really get the the classic suit I don't outfit. either I you know just, I just thought that was weird yeah I mean I do like that it's it's different than the, the regular version yeah you know usually it's just a different color outfit right for the most part maybe some some different deco hits but you're still getting the same heads but I think this is actually a a different head unless it comes with two heads
0: oh that cuz that's be better than is. one maybe that's what they're going for I don't know. That's
1: yeah, funny. but the the glasses. I mean just just make them without lenses.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely strange.
1: Yeah, I I don't think I've seen a the, f- the frosted lens or just even even when they do clear plastic. I don't think I've seen a pair of glasses that looks good.
0: That glasses is one they have a hard time with. I've noticed they really have a hard time making yeah. it work.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I think. The Dudleys always looked fine for the yeah, most part. Yeah. And I think that's because there's no there's no lenses.
0: I think if you're going to do glasses, I think you should mold them on. And, yeah. You know. I, I agree. I don't know. It's just like it's if you try to make them removable, they just sometimes don't look right. Um, yeah. Unless they're like sunglasses maybe.
1: Yeah. For the most part though, I think any like the removable glasses, they're – you have to make them thick enough so, you know, you you don't lose them like immediately. Right. But at the same time, they're they're going to be too big. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's true. So I, I would much prefer sculpted on as well.
0: Yeah, these I I say that, and these glasses look good because this to me was like the home run of the set, rhythm and blues, Greg. As an mm-hmm. uh, elite, he's got the uh, the jacket, which looks incredible. The guitar, he's got the classic dark hair, the sunglasses. The I mean, this this is this is an amazing Greg Valentine. And and what's weird is I know this run wasn't very long, but very few figures in this in this form. I think this is the only one this scale, if I remember right. I don't know if Jacks did a classic Superstars or not, but.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is the only one.
0: I mean, it looks awesome. I, I know we got the retro a little bit ago, and Cello's doing mm-hmm. one as well. But yeah, this is this thing looks awesome. Very excited. Yeah,
1: about that. I, I think in the Legends one they did like the wasn't the Chase Valentine kind of like Rhythm and Blues Valentine, but without anything to make it Rhythm and Blues Valentine.
0: I think one was like, <laughs> one was like yellow, and right. one was in black trunks. I think, but
1: he, Something like it was. Yeah, something. It didn't have different color hair. Now that I think about it, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, these glasses look really good.
0: Yeah, those those look good. Um Then I got to mention this, because this was kind of a surprise that I don't think anyone saw coming. The return of defining moments, and it's going to be a four pack from Ringside Collectibles. It includes yeah, Brett the Hitman Hart from WrestleMania Eight, Shawn Michaels from Royal Rumble 1997. Mankind from uh, Hell in a- or from King of the Ring 98, Hell in a Cell, and then uh, Cody Rhodes from the most recent Hell in a Cell, and he's actually got the peck tear on the figure. I love yeah. the defining moments when these came out. I Initially, I thought they were great, because that's how we got Macho Man and that Ultimate Warrior, and then eventually that's kind of saw the debut of Sting and Razor and Hogan and a lot of other characters in the Elite line. Um, these look good, man. I think these are awesome. Um yeah, but I again selling these as a four pack is kind of like, ugh. I don't know if I, I'm a fan of that or not.
1: Uh, you can get them individually too.
0: Oh, can you? Okay, never mind. I didn't yep. realize that.
1: Yeah, on ringside, which I um I did pre order a set. Okay, nice. Um, I uh I was like oh, I'm just gonna get the box set. It comes in a box set. Yeah. Like a nice display box. Like it's just like the retros now. Yeah, I'm just looking at the on a much, box, it looks amazing. Much bigger scale. So I guess they're just gonna open boxes to sell whoever.
0: Yeah, which makes sense.
1: Yeah. But I, I was like I kinda wanted all of them, but um the the mankind one is just I think that's my favorite out of the set. Well, like the... The, Just the, the head sculpt with the nose, or with the tooth coming out of the nose. Yeah. And... It's, um,
0: it's so good. Yeah, it is. And then also the thumbtacks in the back. Yeah. Like, that's such an interesting detail. Like, wow. Um, I'm not going to go I'm over... I'm curious... Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: I'm curious um, if... Because uh, his mouth is bloody, too. So... um I'm curious if that's why it's a Ringside exclusive, because mm. you know, they usually don't have bloody figures uh, in the store, but Ringside seems to get the the bloody figures.
0: Well, you know, um, Mattel, never to be outdone, <laughs> I wonder if they've been seeing Jazzwares doing this with their, uh, their Blood and Guts figures, yeah. which those have been great, yeah. like all those sets, I haven't got them myself, but... Man, they mm-hmm. are awesome. Like, that new uh, Punk and MJF set is just insane. So, I can yeah. see them maybe dipping into that, and I didn't think about that. Even maybe, I mean, realistically, maybe the peck tear would have been too much, because that's kind of...
1: Yeah, it's kind of gruesome.
0: It is, that's yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it's a it's a toy, but I mean, it's kind of like, ooh, what's going on here? So, that could have been part of that. Yeah. I'm not going to go over all the elites, but what do you think about this Austin Theory face on this Elite <laughs> 102?
1: Uh, this is a thing of nightmares, uh, is it not? It's, it's scary, but <laughs> I, I mean, they're all pretty scary. All the faces, but uh, I'll keep it PG. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely scary.
0: Definitely scary. Yeah, I was just like, I think you sent that in a group chat. I was like, oh my gosh, because I did. I missed that initially because I apparently it's a chase because he's got kind of a Captain America looking gear and then a Black Panther yeah. looking gear, best I could tell, and uh, different faces. And so I don't know if it's just different heads that come with both. But I was just like, ugh, like as soon as I saw it, uh, I
1: kind of kind of make I you make
0: was- you jump a little bit.
1: I think it was Travis that mentioned that he looks like uh Uncle Howdy.
0: Yeah. A very good comparison, yeah. In the
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely the, the one face is really weird. Yeah. It's like it's not even like a human face. <laughs> it's like he's the mask or something.
0: He's like a super intense waiter that's like
1: ready <laughs> for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, get away from me I don't know you're making it dude <laughs> yeah
0: oh so crazy. I, I I'll never forget I uh this is a funny story to tell you I was at dinner one time with uh, a friend of mine and uh who's a wrestler who's relatively famous mm. and we were just I worked at a restaurant called chili's i uh, mentioned that before at the time and they one of the things you we had as an employee is you had a card to get 50% off any Chili's or any restaurant in their like group, which is like four others. Okay. We were traveling. We saw one of those restaurants like, Hey, let's just go there. And it was kind of one of those restaurants where they thought they were fancy, but they weren't, you know? And, uh, so we're just (laughs) going to try to get a cheap meal. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, just, let's just get a cheap meal. And the waiter comes and he's just like, Hey guys, what's going on? We're like, Nothing, just uh, you know, getting some food. You know, like it's like after a show, we're tired and you know, gross and stuff. And he keeps pitching like all this stuff we should get. Oh, you should, actually get a bottle of wine. And we're like, nope, just ice waters, thanks. Though, and uh, he just kept pushing it, and we're like, like dude, like stop with your your creepiness. Like, and then uh, I'll never forget he. Oh, okay, I'll tell you. It was Simon Gotch who I was sitting with, and he's got a <laughs> certain face that he'll make when I can tell he's about to break. Like, And so anyway, at this restaurant, there was a big placemat, and the guy writes his name, and he writes Tony. And he goes, and it's Tony with a Y. You know why? Because why not? Why not have a glass of wine? And as soon as he said that, I looked at Gotcha because I knew he was about to bust. That he just absolutely lost it. <laughs> I was just like, I am so uncomfortable right now. Like we're not on a date, man. We're trying to just have a cheap meal. Like quit trying to make us drink wine. <laughs> so we, the guy walked away and we, he was like, ready to get out of here. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> we took off. <laughs> yeah. So gotta love those fun stories, but. Uh, Mattel showed off some great stuff this week, man. I think we'll see more in the, in the coming days. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. this will kind of date the podcast, but you know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to someone about, you know, back in the, back in the day, like you went to the store and that's how you saw new stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of crazy, but I think nowadays it's all geared toward these events and that's when you see all the new product. But this is always an exciting time for me. Like you know, when SDCC is coming up, or or Ringside Fest, or something like that. It's always an exciting time because you're going to see some new, fun stuff in the pipeline.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's always exciting, and then then you realize, crap, I'm still going to have to wait like a year for this stuff.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. It's um, that waiting game is always kind of a difficult thing, but that's uh, mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day though and I mentioned this on the show before I kind of like power town I know like their stuff was about to ship there were some quality control issues and so they doubled down and they're like hey we're going to make this right and ship mm-hmm. this when it's when it's good i mean i i admire that at least we're getting quality product cuz it's not going to fall apart on this. you know what i mean
1: yeah no 100% I would much rather have to wait a few more months and get a quality product. You know, it's like a video game getting delayed. It's like, uh, you know, some. it's not right. We're not going to ship it right. this month. I really want to play the game, but, right. you know, I, I'd rather wait a month or two and get this awesome game as opposed to this game that's crap.
0: Exactly. And so, yeah, it sucks to wait. And, you know, I know with all the independent toy companies, Plus Mattel and Jazzwares and everything else. So it seems like you're always waiting, but I think that's also,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, why events like this are fun because now you can see what oh what what else new is coming down the pipeline. So lots of cool yeah. stuff. I, I'm hoping some more superstars reveals this week. Um, Mr. Perfect and Bam Bam Bigelow were awesome, but I, I still would like to see some more. I'd like to see some more tag teams because we've only really gotten. The Natural Disasters, I think, right? I mean, I guess Hogan and Mr. T could kind of be a team. but
1: Yeah, kind of, but I guess Macho Man and Warrior or uh, yeah. Hogan, and, Hogan and Warrior, Macho Man and Warrior. But, yeah, like a flat-out tag team would be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm try, I was trying to think of like who they could do because you LOD is basically out unless they're yeah. pre-signed, which I, I doubt. But, you know, well, actually one team I'd really like to see is the Steiner Brothers as superstars. Um, Yeah, Uh, give me any Steiner brothers. Well, I mean, if you give me the crazy singlets and the Michigan jackets, like, oh yeah, Uh I'm all in. I think that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't even care if you have one color scheme and you release that in the Superstars, basic, ultimate, uh, defining moment. Yeah, whatever. Give me, I'll take them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you know it's funny because I was talking to uh, I can't remember who I was talking about this. It's like you know we've never gotten both Steiner brothers with the Michigan Jackets. Like we got Rick and the classic superstars, but we never got both like with the crazy singlets and the Michigan Jackets. Like this could be awesome. So I hope, I hope they go all in on the Steiners with, you know, retro superstars, Funko pops, you know, you name it. I want, I want everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There it is.
0: (laughs) There it is. See, Travis (laughs) is picking up his pitchfork. I can hear it all the way in Ohio.
1: Oh no, I'm close. I'm close enough to Ohio now, right? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty oh. much. I don't know. Think his arm can throw for ten hours?
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure he'll try. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Steve, let's take a little break here, and uh, we'll come back with our main event, and hopefully not completely insult the entire fan base of Star Trek. All right. <laughs> All right, we are back here at his main event time for episode 92, and as I said, I got the biggest Star Trek fan in the world, Mr. Steve Hoker, joining me. Talk all about Star Trek, the next generation.
1: That's me, the expert.
0: (laughs) Here for your expertise. So we kind of talked about it at the top of the show. I, am not a Star Trek guy, never really something I got into. I did watch the more recent movies. I I enjoyed those for what they were, but I don't really know anything about the Star Trek universe. Lots of movies, lots of TV shows, you know, animated series, tons of toys. Um, But I'll admit, this was always kind of a Passover for me at the toy aisle, right? I never, like, it was always like... I don't need to see those to get me to wrestling or X-Men or Batman or whatever I was into at the time. Like, they just didn't hit for me. Uh, Looking at them now, though, uh, me and you were kind of talking before we started recording here, they're actually really good figures.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I did look at them in the store, probably because uh, something I was interested in was next to it. Yeah. Or something. And so I I would look at it, but, uh, you know, I know I'm supposed to be the the biggest Star Trek fan, but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm really not very familiar. I, I promise one day I'll be on the TV Toycast discussing something I actually know.
0: <laughs> I hope not. I want to just bring you on for stuff you are completely clueless about.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fun, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the looking at them now, I'm, I always thought they were cool, but I I had no connection to it, so it was yeah. never anything that I was like, oh, i got to get that instead of, you know, this... Turtle figure or mask or Star Wars or wrestling, yeah. And you that's
0: the, that's the interesting thing about figure collecting mm-hmm. is uh, you know when I uh, like getting into like X Men when I was a kid, I didn't really know the characters, but like kids at school maybe have like a a Wolverine folder or something, or mm-hmm. and so you see that picture, then you see that figure, you're like, I gotta get it. That's so cool, you know. Like once you ca- once that connection's kind of built, then you see the cartoon, you're like, oh man, that's so awesome. Right. So, um, I think with any toy line like this, it's always cool to kind of connect the uh, the characters to whatever they are. So, um, of course, Star Trek: The Next Generation is interesting uh, because, again, not a big Star Trek guy. I did start, I did start watching a little bit of it on Paramount Plus. Which, if you are a Star Trek fan, not a plug really, but Paramount Plus has everything from what I can tell. So, yeah, very very good place to to get your Star Trek fix. But this is like the first series that came after best best I know anyway, after the original. So, you know, we had the original Star Trek series that was a big hit, came in the era of Batman and such, in the 60s. A few movies later, and then we fast forward to 87 for a new Star Trek series. So I would imagine if you were a child of the 60s, this had to be a huge thing for you because it would have been like kind of our generation when they brought back Masters of the Universe, right? We're adults right. now but like how cool is this? Right. So uh, and
1: I have no idea how the original Star Trek left off, so you know, maybe there was a cliffhanger and then maybe the the next generation you know solves that for you or you know connects it. So I think that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. If I was uh if I was into a show and then it comes back, you know, like what 20 or 30 years later and I'm getting the continuation of my story. I'd be like, this is awesome
0: for sure. And, and it seems to me when people are Star Trek fans, they're like diehard, which I guess that's any, uh, any like genre or, or whatever, or fan base or fandom.
1: You know, yeah. I, fans
0: I, are the same way.
1: Yeah. I definitely don't know any like casual Star Trek fans or anybody I know is like in, Oh yeah. it's you know. funny. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. I used to work with a guy, and I remember he asked me, said, "Hey, do you watch Star Stargate SG One?" And I was like, "I've seen a little bit of it because I have a friend that's into it." He's like, "He's like, man, I have a friend that would never miss that show," and I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. "Well,
0: that's kind of cool." And he's like, "Man, he was such a loser," and he kind of was making fun of him. But I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, it wasn't really my jam. Like, it was kind of a fun show. Like, it was. I think it was similar to this where they were like a military type team, and they would go through the Stargate and visit other worlds. It was actually based off a movie, initially.
1: Yeah, I I know very, very little about it, but I that's how I would describe it, as well.
0: Yeah. And, like, you know, it was kind of like one of those things, I think it came out in, like, the mid-90s, so it was very... Um, you know, the, the uh, special effects were very mid-90s, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just kind of was what it was, but, like, like he's like yeah, he's like, it hit the story he was telling me. It's like we'd all be out at the strip club, and he'd be like, "All right, I gotta go home and watch SG One." They're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? It, to me, like, I, you yeah. know, I have to tell people like us because we're we we have different fandoms. But if you're a fan of something, who cares? And you know that was the era where we didn't have DVR, we didn't have streaming and on demand and stuff. So it's like you missed right. it, you missed it, right? So I get it. Yeah.
1: And you know, if, I don't know how they were with reruns, but if they didn't have reruns of the show or something, you'd be like, well, I'm ge- Or even that, like, oh, now I'm going to have to wait until the summer to watch it. Or, right. You know,
0: and hoping who wants it's to- that episode.
1: Yeah. And if you're really that into the show, yeah. you know, that would suck missing that episode. For sure it would. So I think,
0: well, I think I get it's kind of it, cool. And yeah, I've always thought it's cool that people are, are into Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever their fandom is, but we're going to go through uh, series one. Now, Steve, did you watch the uh, Toys that Us episode
1: on Star Trek? I did You did not? No. So, I just watched the the wrestling one that had, uh, I don't know, those two guys on it that, uh, what's their name? Um, uh, it's like Fred and... Yeah, it's like, what I is it? Know. Mostly articulated or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, uh... You
0: know, they they seem like pretty cool guys. I don't know if so, I uh, go that far now. Yeah, <laughs> they are shills. Okay, no, nah, kids, kidding. We love <laughs> Jeff and Scott over here, but yeah, uh, the yeah. Toys of Made Us. They've done several episodes. And they did one on Star Trek, and I again, not a big fan. I watched it. It's actually a very interesting watch because they talk about how Star Trek had this massive fan base and how. Like, for years, they could never get the toys right until Playmates eventually mm-hmm. got the license and stuff. Like, they were even showing, like, some stuff where they printed the Enterprise upside down, which is, like, their spaceship, which is just, like, wow. Like, you could just tell, like, they had no idea what they were doing. They were just, uh, I guess, Remco was notorious for doing label slapping, where they would just, like, they had something, so they just put Star Trek oh. on it
1: that doesn't sound familiar. Maybe I did see it. And they had like the, the helmet that like, they just put Star Trek on it. it was like a police helmet or something. Yeah.
0: Or... And it had a big, uh, like a siren on it or something. Yeah. It was like
1: a, like a fire helmet or something that had like a big siren on top. Yeah. And it was just like, Oh, put Star Trek on it. People will buy it.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it was very, very strange. And you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think to make a toy line successful, you really have to try and it was pretty clear to me, at least watching it, that they were, um, they're trying to cash in, not trying, mm-hmm. you know, at least early on. Yeah.
1: And
0: it was cool to see the playmates stepped up. Cause like I said, I still see these figures, um, at the vintage stores and they all look great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, we're going to go this, this series one, of course, came out in 1982, represents star Trek, the next generation and playmates did several different waves, you know, from the different series, which is really cool. Um, so we're going to start off here with Borg, who is a mechanically enhanced cybernetic humanoid. I'm assuming this is a
1: bad guy. Uh, I'm 99% sure. Um, definitely a cool looking figure though. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and of course I'm, I'm looking at the back of the card. They have the cut out bio card. That's something I miss. Uh, yeah. We need, we need more cut out biocards. And I realize a lot of people are mint on card and I get it, but man, that was such a cool thing to cut out those biocards.
1: Biocards or uh points that generally never got you anything. Yes. Pizza <laughs> and points. G. I. Joe's Yeah. Uh oh uh, pizza points you did get stuff and uh the flag points from G. I. Joe. Yeah. They used to get you stuff. That's how I got my Sergeant Slaughter.
0: There you go. Yeah, I, I do remember um I do remember all that mail and stuff. That was a huge deal back in the day, man. Very, very cool.
1: I know the Hasbro's uh, wrestling figures had them too, but I don't think they ever had anything. I remember seeing them
0: on there. I feel like some of the early BCAs did as well, but I don't remember.
1: Uh, Maybe. The only thing I can remember from Jax is the, uh, the WrestleMania tickets from the classic superstars.
0: Yep, I do remember that. Didn't they that have wasn't... like a mail away Lita and Kurt Angle at one point though?
1: You know what they did. I don't remember really
0: um, what those were from, but
1: those those were with points. But I I want to say that was an insert in the, inside of the the figure.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. It's man, yeah, it's been Dang. so many years. But ago now.
1: yeah, I think that was that may have been the first Lita figure too.
0: I think I think it was. I think it was actually like her Sa Rios look, like the uh, the red. Yeah, with the red
1: pants. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure it was the first figure. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Gbm.
0: <laughs> oh man. But, um, getting back to Star Trek, here we have. Uh, com- well, let's see. Uh, lost my place. I'm sorry. We got Commander Picard. Who, uh, of course, was Patrick Stewart in the series? I think most of us remember him as like the main character here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a, a slew of accessories too. I didn't mention that with Borg, but this—he—he uh, he comes with a Type One hand phaser, a tri-tricorder with the holster, personal view screen, a pad—p-a-d-d—I'm not sure what that is—and a Starfleet action base. So, lots of cool accessories for, for this line.
1: Yeah, for a little bit I saw Star Trek. I don't even recall them using too many things other than like a phaser here and there. So it's cool that they came with a bunch of accessories.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I have a fun story about this uh, next character. This is uh, Commander William T. Riker. So there's a uh, wrestler here in Oklahoma named Riker. And I had him on a podcast years ago. And, of course, not his real name. And so I'm like, so where'd you come up with the name Riker? And he goes, <laughs> Star Trek. And I'm like, really striker and star Trek. And he's like, what? Like it, it like blew him away. But again, I, I knew nothing about it. So I was, I, I didn't even know who he was referencing until like this very moment. So there you go. Um, but he also has a phaser, a tricorder with a holster, um, a direction directional UV source. It says a field kit with detachable analyzer and a Starfleet action base. So, Again, some pretty cool accessories for for this line. Yeah, the,
1: yeah, the field kit's really cool because it has like uh, it was it was uh, Firefly from GI Joe that had like the accessory pack on like his backpack, and it yeah. just had it just had all this stuff molded in. But you were like, oh, "This is so cool! This is all the stuff that I'll need to to make explosives and stuff." Or, you know, so it was just cool to see it there. So it's it's really cool seeing all the uh, accessories molded in here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. I, I'd have fun with that as a kid.
0: We also got, uh, I'm, gosh, I hope I don't butcher this, Faringi,
1: Fer- maybe?
0: And it's an alien-type creature. There's actually two variations, one with black on the boots and one with no black on the boots. So it looks more like almost like a running change probably than anything
1: else. I, I remember the guy, but I would couldn't have been able to tell you his name.
0: Yeah, so. profit taking pirates um, okay. is what they are and he includes an energy whip a hand blaster a rifle and the lithium crystals whatever those might be <laughs> but again you know this is like you know we we kind of talk about this a lot more on like some of the power ranger episodes like this is an all-new mold so like you can tell like there's no reused parts here they're really going yeah. on to make these characters which i think is great
1: yeah. Also a funny thing, I before I enlarge the picture on the one that says uh no black on boots, the one of the accessories, it looks like a barrel of monkey. It's like the
0: <laughs> <laughs> It does, actually, now that you say
1: Because <laughs> the the tail
0: Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's exactly. It looks what like I it's a cable to that.
1: something, but huh.
0: crazy. Just, Just what I thought on monkeys. the website. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> um we also have um another guy with um with two different versions. One with gold trim with no no gold trim. We have Goron the Klingon. Again, not a character I'm familiar with, unfortunately. Sorry, I'm going to keep saying that. But he is... I don't know if he's a hero or a villain, but he looks awesome. He has a war club, a disruptor with a holster, targ, and a pain stick. Um, yeah, awesome looking figure, though.
1: Yeah. He uh looks like he could fit in with uh Masters of the Universe almost.
0: Very much so, very much so.
1: And uh, especially the the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like that goofy Cause... looking guy, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> Sorry, Chad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see, we got Commander uh Lieutenant Data. So this was actually Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. Um he's he did some some kind of like some appearances on different sitcoms where he was like, Ugh, I hate Star Trek. So I remember always seeing that <laughs> never made the connection that that's who this was for years. But he also has a phaser uh, diagnostic testing unit with a monitor tricorder with a holster and joined access panels and a Starfleet action base. Um, again, another really cool figure. And they, I feel like they did a really good job of, Capturing the likeness of the actors in this. Like, they really look like the the actors that play them, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Plus, uh, Star Trek, I think, for being in 1992, it may have been the first uh, thing to have a data plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. Who else we got here? Um. Lieutenant Commander Deanna, Deanna Troy, I believe is her name. Again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, and if you're a big Star Trek fan, my bad. You know, we're trying. <laughs> um, another A bunch of accessories as well, um, including the, the base. Um, this is actually, I think, the only, is this the only female character in Wave 1? I believe it is.
1: Uh, in Wave 1, I believe so.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. You got uh, a female character in the Wave.
1: Yeah, she's definitely somebody I remember seeing in pretty much all the commercials.
0: Yeah, she also includes a tricorder, pad, portable computer gear, desktop viewer, and the Starfleet action base, which is awesome. Um, and
1: yeah, having not watched this show, um, I don't know if the colors are accurate on the accessories, but this definitely looks like, oh, these are girl accessories. You know, just going by the color. Yeah. So I, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's actually what they looked like on the show. You know, instead yeah, of it. Well, Playmates was kind of
0: known to do like the solid color accessories too. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just—it's like the aqua color with like even yeah. on the screen. There's a lot of like pink and stuff. So I wonder if they were trying to like make that one uh Oh, maybe we can get a, a younger girl to buy this. Hmm.
0: Well, that that may yeah. be actually because. Yeah. It, would, it would make sense to try to ca- capture that female market as well. I know um, I know. they said Power Rangers, that, that was actually one of the big success points is that they had the pink and yellow Ranger and they were able to get the girls involved as well, which is very, very mm-hmm. smart.
1: Yeah. Hey, we would think a toy manufacturer would like everyone's money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she ran, yeah. right? I mean, that yeah. was kind of the whole thought there. Uh yep. let's see. Lieutenant Commander, I believe it's Jordy LaForge. I remember this guy for sure. Did not know his name. I always remember the visor. He actually has two different versions, a fixed visor and a removable visor. I don't know if that's a running change or not. I would imagine that it is. Um he includes a hand phaser, a tricorder with holster, bioengineering tools, the lithium crystals, uh um, away team portable computer. The visor, and then, of course, the Starfleet action base. But another... And, I mean, this guy looks just like he did on the show, from best I can tell.
1: Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he lost his eyesight um, trying to read rainbows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> a reading rainbow. You know, uh, And it's either homage or homage. I don't know, but they actually sell a reading rainbow shirt. I saw that the other day. I was like, man. That's awesome. Amazing. Um, We uh, we got a couple more here in series one. We got Lieutenant Worf. I remember this guy too because he was on the Star Trek team, but kind of mm-hmm. looked a little, uh, little little, scary. He uh, has a yeah, – type... he... Go ahead.
1: I think he, he might be a, a Klingon as well.
0: Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Um, Actually, it says he is. Sorry, because that's who I thought the uh, the other guy was, and I was like, I don't think that was his name. But now it like, makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me pull. Sorry, I lost my place again. I'm gonna pull this back up. Lieutenant Wharf. So come on, get out of there. He uh, he includes a Type Two Hand Phaser Tricorder with holster, ceremonial. Battle sword, Klingon combat blade, Klingon sword in the Starfleet action base. Uh, I'll be honest, this guy would have probably, be, if I was buying these, he'd have probably been the one I bought. Like he just looks, cool. yeah,
1: he's cool looking, and he he seems to have like the the most like weapony like accessories.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely got some cool stuff there. So yeah,
1: he, he could throw down in the fig side Oh, for sure, for
0: sure. Yeah. He'd be a uh, he'd be a good one to come out and take out Hogan, you know, challenging yeah. the title.
1: Um, I see that arm; he could do suplexes. <laughs> exactly.
0: You know what's yeah. funny is I always thought all the other action figures I had were better wrestling figures than my actual wrestling figures. <laughs> like your GI Joes could do suplexes so much better than your Tasmos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they
1: just had the different uh, posability. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it it was crazy. And finally, rounding out series one, we have Romulan. I don't, again, I don't know much about this guy. He includes a phaser rifle, disruptor pistol, and Romulan pad. Um, I would say probably another villain
1: here. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, probably mostly because he's another guy that has a lot of weapons too. Right. So,
0: But that basically rounds out series one of, of star Trek, the next generation. So again, you know, we did our best here. Me and Steve are not star Trek guys. We are just simply trying to, uh, you know, to kind of talk about the figures and, and that we've never been super fans of anything, even if there's something we know a lot about, whether it's me and Steve, me and Travis, whoever, we just like to talk about it and kind of point out what, what's cool about the figures. And I think this is a really cool line. I feel like if I had, been exposed to the show, like if I had a family member that watched the show, I'd have probably been all about these back when I was younger.
1: Yeah, and yet again, like going through the the figures, uh, I happen to see one of these at a, a toy store or something, and it's pretty cheap. It might be kind of tempting to grab one, mm-hmm. just to check it out and play with it a little bit. Well, there's something really fun about yeah.
0: vintage toys now, and and I think nowadays it's becoming even more popular than modern toys, where you're able to like, like maybe you're like, man, man, Marvel Marvel Legends are fun, but they're so expensive. Well, you can get some of these toy Biz for three and four bucks sometimes. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's the uh, the cheaper way to go about it, and they're just as yeah. fun, I think.
1: I spent, yeah, especially if uh, if you're not going for all the accessories, yeah. you can absolutely pick up stuff for you know a few bucks.
0: Definitely, and that was kind of what got me into vintage collecting, because I saw the Toy Biz um, Marvel figures, and I picked up Deadpool, Cyclops, Craven the Hunter, and Juggernaut for about, I want to say it was $23 for the four of them? Um, yeah. Man, that's the price of one elite. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> so, definitely fun stuff. And um, Yeah. Well, almost Travis, makes you
1: want to just start collecting uh, vintage stuff, but I know that won't happen. So it'll just be another expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: with Travis being gone, we're going to kind of change how we uh, how we pick our our next stuff. And I think for the next few weeks, I am just going to simply announce something because we have, you know, like I could have you pick, but you may not be here next week, and then I may have a different co-host, and so it just kind of makes it. Complicated, but I'm going to throw one out there, and uh, hopefully everybody will dig it. But because um, it's one I I'd actually had on my list of ones I was going to uh, to talk about, because I was like, man, I think if we got to do that, that would be a lot of fun. And I'm going to pick Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Super Seven Series One. So these Thanks. came out a few years ago, so they're not very old, but they're actually recently shown off Wave Ten. And, Steve, I know you're a big Super 7 guy. What are your thoughts on these, man? These are kind of like basically much bigger versions of uh, of the Playmates figures we got years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, they Super Seven's doing an awesome job. Uh, maybe not with Rat King, but I, I did hear that they're fixing it. So we'll I have to wait and see how that looks.
0: Moving him out of the wave, is that
1: right? Yeah, that's the last thing I heard from uh, Brian Flynn, I think. Yeah, that's the... The owner, right?
0: I think so, yeah. So yeah, I, I it was weird because I, I guess the rumor was that Playmates doesn't want them to make them exactly like the old Playmates figures anymore. And so yeah. they're trying to find, I guess, that happy medium. And the other ones weren't bad, but that Rat King just didn't really hit for anybody.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we've discussed it, that uh, it, it's a cool figure, but it's just not what we were expecting. Yeah. I I think if it was uh, just a totally, like, new line, I mean, not that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles need a new line from anyone, but uh, if it was a totally new version of Rat King, that would be cool, but right. when when Super 7 just keeps uh, doing, like, these elevated Playmates
0: yeah.
1: um, versions of the figures, and then you, you put that out, it's kind of like, that's not what we want.
0: Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's kind of part of the problem. But they recognized it, and mm-hmm. they seem to be fixing it, so I don't think you can ask for anymore. So hopefully the line continues on. Um, I'm
1: curious if they recognized it or if, uh, or if sales were, like, so bad, and that's how they recognized it.
0: Well, I mean, I would think there would be some type of, like, okay, everyone look at this render. What do you think? Does this look good? Like, are you, are you a fan? You know, because
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, you would think, but yeah, you're right. Sales may have been in the dump. So they're like, Hey, you know what? Let's backtrack and redo this. Yeah, I agree. It definitely could have been the case, but uh, that will pretty much wrap up this edition of the TV toy cast. Of course, hopefully Travis will be back uh, sooner rather than later. But up up until that point, I'm I'm probably going to have a little bit of a rotating uh, co-host for a while. So um, I don't want to announce who I have next week because it's not set in stone, but I have a fun guest uh, hopping on with me next week. I'm sure Steve will be back again. Uh, Steve, I really appreciate you stepping in, especially on Star Trek, man. you come coming out of your comfort zone on this one.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just realized I didn't tell my Star Trek joke. Oh, please. Please tell your
0: Star Trek joke. Make everyone even matter.
1: <laughs> All right. What do Star Trek and toilet paper have in common? I don't know. They both circle around Uranus, wiping out Klingons. <laughs> I mean, I'm here all week, folks. Yeah. Try tip, the shrimp.
0: Yeah, tip your waitress. <laughs> Great stuff. I love it. And,
1: and uh, this is yet why I won't be on next week. <laughs>
0: and click. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like I said, I, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Uh, Anytime. I love talking to you guys. Yeah, it's always a blast. I'm sure we'll have to have me, you, and Travis on again down the road. That's always a good time. Um,
1: so I can defend myself.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of our t-shirts are available at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash tb-toycast. Or if that's too complicated, just click the link in our bio on our Twitter or Instagram. You can find them there. We got a, a bunch of designs, and, and honestly, T Public's a great website to check pretty regularly because they run sales a lot. So you want to catch those sales when they have them. You can get your uh, your merchandise, t shirts. I know Steve here likes to get the stickers. So mm-hmm. anything that you enjoy, you can get a little bit cheaper. I know they have some coffee mugs, which I think would be kind of fun. They have a travel mug. I've been yeah. trying to talk myself into buying for a while because I'm like, man, that would be such an easy thing to have—a nice travel mug you could use, you know, to get your beverages.
1: Yeah, and with the stickers, I I don't know if this is always, but I believe if you buy four or more, it uh, I want to say the stickers are like two fifty each, but if you buy four or more, they drop down to two dollars each.
0: Yes, I think they do that with so, the refrigerator magnets too. Okay, and uh, I I've ordered a couple of refrigerator magnets which look amazing, and like to me, I was like, I have a bunch of pictures of like my, my niece and nephew and stuff that I want to hang on my refrigerator. I'm like, I need magnets. And I'm like, wait a minute, I want to get some cool magnets. You know, I want to get some. Some fun ones, so uh, yeah, that's a cool place to get them. Is uh, is T Public? You can get stuff from us, Jason Wolf, and I mean so much other stuff. T Public has so many designs. There's so many out there, so uh, yeah, support yeah. us if you can. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, that's all I got this week, Steve. Once again, thank you for joining me and help. My with a Little Star Trek. Yeah,
1: the experts.
0: <laughs> Star Trek experts. I smell a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast and we will see you in the toy aisle. Hey guys. Uh, I just want to do a quick little update here. Um, just by myself wanted to throw this on the show. Um, I lost my grandmother today and, uh, it's, it's such a high and low of emotions. And I'm sure anyone who's lost, uh, you know, a close relative knows what I have. This is that she was actually my last living grandparent. I lost uh, both of my dad's parents uh, in 2003, and then in 2010, respectfully, and then my grandpa on my mom's side died uh, a couple of years ago. She, so being the last grandparents, it's it's a it's a tough one for sure. And she was the most giving uh, in in a lot of ways. She she came to like every sporting event we did. I mean, not just me, like my sister my cousins and I have a bunch, I have a big family and she would go to all of them. Uh, she would drive with my parents all the way to Missouri to watch me wrestle. Um, you know, as you know, as a 70 year old woman. So like very, very involved, always just the sweetest lady. Um, me and my cousin would kind of joked at the hospital today. He said, do you remember? Well, if you see anything you can't live without, that was kind of her phrase. Anytime we were, you know, at a, at a store, a flea market, a garage sale, <laughs> basically like whatever you want, you can get, like, if you can't live without it. And, uh, we just kind of laughed about that because of how giving she was and, uh, and stuff. And and I just wanted to share this little story, uh, with you guys. My first wrestling figure I ever owned was bought, f- um, for me by my grandmother. Um, you know, I, I, was born in 1985 and most people in my generation, LJNs really weren't the first ones they remember. They remember the Hasbros. Well, not me. I, I was big on LJN because I got a lot of used LJNs from garage sales and flea, flea markets because my grandma uh, went to a lot of garage sales and flea markets. And uh, and so she bought me and my older cousins like just bags full of, of these LJNs. So, and I've talked about it before. I had a Greg Valentine. Half of his face was bitten off. I had a bruised beefcake that, you know, was missing, you know, a thumb and, you know, and again, a lot of those were were just beat up and stuff, but it didn't matter. I thought they were the coolest things ever. And then, you know, years down the road, um, you know, I remember my, one of my birthdays, she bought me the Hasbro ring, you know, which was awesome, obviously. Um, and, and so many other cool wrestling things, um, pillow buddies, you name it. And, you know, and she couldn't say no to a deal. So, if I was ever if she was ever with my mom at the mall and they were doing the three for ten sale at KB toys definitely could get a three for ten just because it was a deal you know and uh, and so I just wanted to share that it just it's been a a like I said it's been a high and low of emotions for me because she had become very you know, weak and uh, her body was declining and it's one of those things where, like obviously you want people to live, right? But when you see them declining, when you see their health deteriorating, you know that they're in misery. You know that they're in pain. You know that it's not the life they want to live. And so you, you kind of want them to be in a better place. Um, and that's kind of how I, I felt about it. So, yeah, it's like there's – we all kind of talked about it, how it's like you'll have moments where you're almost just breaking down totally – And other moments where you're kind of just smiling because it's hard to sometimes process it. And I think, you know, one thing in in life that is for sure is death. And we, it's hard for any of us to really ever understand it totally. But, um, you know, I I, I was thinking about that today and I'm like, man, I wonder, I wonder how different my life would have been if, you know, I hadn't got those wrestling figures from her when I was a young kid. And then her seeing how much I love them. So she continually bought me more. And, you know, like I said, I I know so many situations are just being at Walmart. Hey, can I get this? Hey, can I get this? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's kind of what grandparents like to do, right? They like to spoil the grandkids. I know my uh, mom and dad certainly do with my niece and nephew. So Um, today was a tough day, um, but I've gotten a lot of great, you know, support from a lot of friends online and I appreciate all you guys. It's just been it's just been a rough one, but, um, you know, that's, I think that's life too. So, uh, again with, uh, with TV toy cast, I appreciate you guys listening to the show. I love recording this show. Um, Travis will be back at some point, I'm sure. And even if he doesn't want to do it every week, you know, I, guys like Jason Wolf and Steve Hoker, and I'm sure Jeff and Scott and. Eric and Barry and and, and Drew and all these guys um, would be more than willing to uh, set set in and and continue the show on because it is a lot of fun to do. So I just wanted to tell a quick couple stories and uh, thank you guys for listening to it and uh, we'll talk with you very, very soon.